0: Welcome to the Nifty Podcast, presented by Party Fish Media, a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all around the world. The film starts here at Nifty 2019 from Seattle, Washington. My name is Kyle Siego. I am Director of Programming for Nifty 2019, and I'm so excited today to talk to Dawson Taylor. Welcome, Dawson.
1: Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm, I have to say, you have a great podcast voice.
0: Well, I thank you. it's the it's the cold that I'm battling. I think it brings uh, the bar- yes. brings the baritone out.
1: My mom would always say, uh, when you have a good voice, it's uh, face made for radio. Yeah, yeah it's no not I'm, very gonna nice, per- but... I'm gonna pretend
0: you didn't say that, but uh, <laughs> she yeah.
1: said it to me. To be fair she said it to me.
0: Okay, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> so Dawson, uh, why don't you tell us your your music video words by the band Starbuck uh, it was a huge hit at Nifty 2019. a great music video, visually very appealing uh, and a great track. I'd love to hear more about um, how you got into the, into this project. How did this come about and uh, how did you come across this band?
1: So basically uh, I went to, to university or college with the artist. Um, we used to work in a recording studio together um, in college and he'd been making music and I always thought his music was super cool. I made a music video for him back when I was in school. That was super bizarre and uh, I just hit him up and kind of reconnected. And he was like, I have this new song that you should hear. Um, and I was like, Oh, Whoa, this is, this is like nothing I've I've heard from you before. And I was pretty excited about it. And, um, that's kind of when I get really creative is when I get really excited about, um, a music track or anything really that, um, uh, that I'm into, if I'm, if I'm really passionate about it, the creative juices really start getting to flow And, uh, that's kind of what happened with this.
0: So to give audiences who haven't seen the music video a little bit of context, it's, there's, um, I think the tagline is something like aspect ratio, smashback ratio. Ratio is that yeah. uh, is that something right? Uh, so it, it it's a lot of circles. It's a lot of uh, messing with different frame and frames, a uh, picture and picture. Um, how did that you know inspiration come out of the song? Where did you get inspired to 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 mess with the circles? Mess with a uh, kind of visual playing Brady Bunch style of him playing with uh, different angles and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I've had the same issue trying to explain it to people. They're like, okay, so like circles and then what? And it's just, it's really yeah. hard to explain. You kind of have to see it. Um, but basically, the song was originally called Pearls, um, which I thought was a cool name. And that just that just instantly was like circles. And I thought it'd be really cool to do something where it's like a pearl necklace of a woman and the artist is trapped inside her pearl necklace. He then changed the name of the song to words, which I was like, oh, well, uh, I mean, it'll still work. (laughs) Um, But then basically, yeah, I had watched it. I've been watching a couple of circular content. There was actually um, a movie at Nifty, uh, I think last year, um, called Mama, that was a really, really cool circular film. Um, And I remember the director coming up and saying something about like, Uh, we just saved a bunch of money by shooting circular. We were able to hide so much more. And I was like, that's a very honest answer for one. And two, just very interesting. Um, And I only had $600 to do this music video. I mean, it was was basically like spend as little money as possible. Um, So I was like, okay, so I can't afford a location. Can't really afford anything at all. Um, So I decided to shoot my bedroom. So that entire music video is literally all of my bedroom on a green screen um i i have some absurd photos where it's just all of my furniture against the sides of my room and then <laughs> this giant green screen just hanging there with wow. people dancing around
0: that's insane that is uh, i never would have thought that i mean the the lighting you it just looks like you have much more space to work with i don't know how big your bedroom is maybe it's huge but um uh, it didn't seem like it was any sort of a cramped space
1: yeah, I, I I posted this on Reddit a while ago, um, and I got some heat after I said that it was recorded in my bedroom. They're like, that doesn't look like a bedroom. Like, there's a cement floor. And I was like, I mean, yeah, my bedroom is large, but it's a bedroom. Like, it's still a bedroom, and it does have concrete floors. I didn't shoot this on a stage and then say it was my bedroom. Bizarre. Yeah,
0: move your bedroom <laughs> furniture into the soundstage and say yeah, it's yeah, your bedroom. Exactly, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So then I had to post, like, a BTS photo to prove it. Classic Reddit. <laughs>
0: so was this uh was this your first foray into kind of using motion graphics in this way or have you have you done this for a while and this was sort of the the next step in your in your journey
1: oh boy yeah that's part of the nightmare of this project i shot this l- almost a year ago now like february um of last year um and didn't r- i'm not a motion graphics person or a vfx person at all really or wasn't before this <laughs> Um, And because it was so low budget, it was like, I mean, it's just my time. That's what I can spend is my time. Um, And so I just learned everything myself through just the internet. You can learn pretty much anything on the internet. YouTube should have have its own university. I strongly believe that. Um, And yeah, I just learned everything myself, but it ended up taking me about six months. And not because I was constantly working on it for six months, but it's like I got other things to do and when I can come back to it and a lot of really late nights, um, redoing stuff and, Oh, just never ending, uh, rendering of things.
0: (laughs) Wow. So the self taught, uh, VFX work on this, on this, uh, very low-budget music video. Uh, do you do you enjoy self-harm, or is this just a, was this
1: just for this oh. film? <laughs> uh, I mean, you kind of have to enjoy self-harm as a filmmaker, I think, sometimes, because <laughs> I mean, you got to be a real glutton for punishment when you're like, oh well, I got to do all of this myself. A lot of cross-country runners in filmmaking I've noticed, and I, I think that is attributed to the self-harm aspect of like really liking to hurt yourself the solo Uh,
0: journey yeah the solo The solo journey
1: against yourself yeah that that's definitely a factor
0: that so was there a process of getting the band on board with this concept or did they even understand what you were embarking on and trying to trying to accomplish with this with this Uh, music video
1: i don't think anyone really understood what i was talking about at all i'm i'm not even sure i knew what i was talking about at times (laughs) but i i knew that the concept itself would work um and it, w- it was hard to explain to him. I basically I basically kind of sold him on the actual vibe of it, which is mostly how you sell an artist on a music video to a degree because I think a lot of music video directors don't exactly know how it's going to come together, but they know the vibe and they're able to pitch the feeling of a music video. And he was super down with the the 80 vi- 80s vibe and the kind of funky aesthetic because it really fit the, the funky aspect of the song. Um, and then when he saw it, he was like, uh, this is this is like amazing. This is this is way better than I thought it was, and I was like, yeah, I know. A bedroom shooting in a bedroom doesn't make you uh, think that it's going to be an amazing music video right off the bat.
0: <laughs> that's right. Under promise, over deliver. That's uh, the that, that's the motto, right?
1: That is one hundred percent the motto.
0: <laughs> Especially with music
1: videos. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is.
0: So, what what kind of life has the has the music video had since since it was uh, released or since you finished it?
1: Um. Yeah. So. Basically, I I I don't I like uh, I'm a voyeur on Reddit. I don't really post anything or or do anything. So I don't even know how to use Reddit really. So I actually got my roommate to post it to Reddit on our filmmakers, which you should uh, you should definitely check out. Like our filmmakers is amazing. It's such a supportive community. Um, which you can't self promote basically on the page. You kind of have to ask for advice or say I did this cool thing or something like that. But it's it's pretty much against self promotion. Um, but it's a really really interactive forum. Whereas if you post something on Vimeo, you might get like 12 comments or something. Say, like, oh, I like this, like that. Um, but you're not really going to get a ton of feedback. Um, and I, I got to tons on Reddit um, and it was trending a little while for on that page. And I did get hit up for a couple of different music videos that actually never came to fruition um, uh, after the fact. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, it, it's definitely I got a lot of feedback at Nifty, which was really lovely. Um, and it's always great seeing your your content on a big screen. It just is like the best experience, uh, the most rewarding experience as a filmmaker, I think, is seeing your content on a movie screen, honestly. It, it's just, it's, there's no other experience like it.
0: Especially a music video, which doesn't often get no. a, big, a big screen uh, screening. Yeah, a big screen no, show. No, it
1: really, really doesn't. And, it was, and that was a very interesting thing to watch, just because the screen is so big. So the circles bouncing around was like, whoa.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I never thought of using Reddit like that. That's a really interesting uh, resource that I think many filmmakers may not may not realize is there. Have you gone there for like just to learn, you know, filmmaking tips and tricks and th- things like that?
1: yeah the, the our filmmakers is pretty specific to like finished content or people posting cuts of stuff. um but the and I actually got the advice from a friend It was like, you should post on this forum like people really uh, really respond to stuff on there. Um, and that's why I did it because of the advice. but they also I learned a, Reddit's a great resource for learning any kind of knowledge. If you can't find an answer to a question on Reddit, then it's a pretty good question I found uh, uh, hmm. which is generally a good sign.
0: yeah. Interesting. So I I I know that you, you grew up in the northwest, right?
1: I did. I'm from Kashmir, Washington.
0: The lovely town of Cashmere. Yeah, and everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big big hop in town. Um what what led you out of Cashmere to to LA now is where you're at? Yes, I am. So what was your what was your process like? What was your beginnings of your filmmaking journey like?
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, I grew up with my sister in Cashmere, Washington, and my sister's my sister's also in filmmaking. She's a director and producer, um, and so uh, she was making movies from like the ages of like seven years old onwards, maybe even younger. And I was always forced to be like the actor or the person, the PA on. I just, I just had to do everything essentially on her movies um, over the years. Um, and then she went off to film school and she went to Loyola Marymount and I eventually followed her there. Ironically, not for filmmaking. I went to school to become a, um, a, a basically a recording arts major is what it's called, which is um, recording music. Um, and I did that for two years and then I completely switched majors because I just got bored of holding a boom and sitting in a dark room. Uh, so I switched majors and now I sit in a dark room anyways.
0: <laughs> the grass is always greener <laughs> yep. when you're not, when you're not holding a boom. Yeah,
1: it is very true.
0: <laughs> so w- once you, once you switch majors, then were you starting to make your own projects? Um, I also actually went to Loyola Marymount for a short stint, so I, I kind of know the, oh, did, did the structure really? there. Yeah. For a year and a half. And so I, I kind of oh, know. Oh, awesome. The structure of how things work. Um, were you able to get your hands on a camera and start making projects, or what was your what was your process?
1: Yeah, I got. I was already pretty heavily involved in working there. I had like work study basically in the film school. That's the best thing that I did at the film school was get involved in the departments there. Um, so I worked in the camera department for a long time in the recording arts, recording arts office, and I also worked in the movie theater. So I got to learn how to like screen 35 millimeter and basically like most of the skills that I have are were learned or started to learn um in the school without outside of class basically and getting paid to do them
0: that's that's so interesting because I always tell people when they give me advice about film school I say that when I was at LMU I worked in the production office right across the hall from the the camera or or where you I don't know that's where it used to be but they I know they redid the building but uh and that was where i learned everything because people would come in and they'd say how do i apply for a permit how do i do this and i would i would know how to do it and then i realized why don't i just become a producer because i know how to do all these things that people yep. were asking me to do yeah
1: that that would be that would be my biggest advice which may not be the best advice but is go to film school for two years drop out and no one would know and keep doing what you're doing and no one will even know you dropped out of school
0: <laughs> that's actually what i did yeah and i yeah, I, didn't. Yeah, there you go. I can agree with that advice yeah
1: It's very true. I don't I I literally don't think they would have figured out I could have probably walked in graduation and no one would have known that I wasn't still in school
0: And just continue working in the production office. I hope nobody from LMU administration is listening to this. And if you are They all um, are Come on the podcast and and tell us why people should uh, should stay there True, true Uh, That's really funny. So what what happened after college? What where what roads did you take to to lead you to where you are and what you're working on now?
1: Um, yeah, so basically I was freelancing during school and once again, just picking up all of the various skills I have and I'm still, I'm, I'm still kind of doing it, but basically the best thing that I learned is kind of be a Swiss army knife, um, and just have a lot of different skill sets to freelance. Um, I've still I'm out like what, three years out of school now and I still freelance and don't go, have to go to a job every day, which is pretty sick. Um, but yeah, I do basically, I freelance as a um, first AC, which is a first assistant camera. Um, so I pull focus on a lot of stuff. That's what I do on set if I'm not directing or doing other stuff. Um, and then I also have been mostly been doing lately, um, especially afterwards, I've done a lot of editing um, and pretty simple VFX stuff, screen replacement stuff, motion graphics. Um, but that tool has become really, really useful. Um, and especially in running basically low budget. What I've basically been doing is low budget commercial work now um, because if you do have the, a bunch of different skill sets and you don't have a big budget, you can end up pocketing a lot of that money and giving it to yourself if you don't have to hire someone else to do it, um, which becomes really, really useful in maintaining um, being financially viable, essentially, as a freelancer.
0: That's awesome. I I love that 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 you've taken that route because i think a lot of people fig- trying to figure out what they want to do after film school what's what's the route to take do i have to just go work for you know an agency or work in a mail room or how can i how can i have a viable career as a freelancer and that's really cool to hear that you've been able to do that
1: definitely and i, I think a lot of people that are that are exactly my age a couple years out of film school are realizing that now or and there's always there's different routes so you can work at the agencies or you can go work for a studio but a lot of those people I've noticed now are kind of getting burnt out um, and asking, like, oh, and they haven't developed any other skills, so you, then you're stuck. So you really want to be able to have a bunch of different skills that you can go out and kind of go in the direction you want to go.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you have, uh, back to the music video uh, genre, do you have music videos that you love that, that have inspired you, that inspired you to make this music video, or that you just kind of turn to when you're looking for inspiration?
1: Oh yeah, music videos. I love and music videos I make are are a little oh, different, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I love all the Daniels' music videos. Of course, everybody loves those. They're they're just they're just so wacky. And basically, the, I'm inspired by anything that I've never seen before. Like I've never seen someone make something like that. I, that that's what inspires me, or just gets your your mind going. You and you can think about what's possible, essentially. Um, But as far as references for this one, I'm really bad with references, but I have found that don't look for content that you actually like for references for stuff. Um, Tonal references can be stuff you like, but you'll find so many more references if you look in stuff that you do not like. The reference for this was actually uh, Zed's Clarity music video, which is not a good music It's it's pretty boring and uh, very abstract, but all the colors in it and, and the color palette and the actual, like, the way it's constructed, that was exactly what this music video was. Um, And that's, that's definitely one thing I've learned, especially even looking in like Hollywood blockbusters uh, that you may not like at all. You can find really good references and stuff that you may not think that you would like.
0: So heard it, heard it, hear from you, find stuff you don't like, and then make it better. I mean, not specifically
1: don't like, but don't (laughs) discriminate against stuff you don't like to find references because you'll find stuff all over the place.
0: Yeah, well, and it's true. It may be hard to re- replicate stuff that you really, you really do like. You know that you think is really great. It's hard to to use that as reference and then feel like you're always trying to replicate that.
1: Yes, and and articulating why you like something, I think that's very important to to identify is why you really like something, or even more importantly, why you really dislike a piece of content. You're like, what is wrong about this? What do I really not like about this?
0: Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Have you uh, collaborated with other? Young filmmakers, any, anybody from college, or, or nifty kids while you've been in L.A.?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, most of the network of people that I work with it, are from my film school, and that's really why you go to film school to a degree, is to make those connections. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very lucky because my sister had a three-year jump on me, essentially, so a lot of, I was already, when I went to film school, had just a huge, much bigger network than anybody else in the school. Because um, I was already working with the seniors and people who were already figuring stuff out. And I still work with those people um, all the time. Um, but yeah, I mostly I mostly am working within the network of people I know from school or people I know who know people in school. Um, but I, I am starting to branch out. And Nifty has definitely been a big part of that in kind of expanding your filmmaker web, which I think is really important. Because um, you do really get trapped in working with the same circles of people, and that doesn't really allow you to grow and expand at all. It kind of keeps you in the same place.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you do you s- desire expanding outside of the, the the music video realm for your next projects, or what are you thinking about working on next?
1: Oh yeah, I'm pretty done with music videos. I, I, I I mean, I, I shift like every six months on, on stuff I'm passionate about. I've been passionate about music videos for a long time, but I've, I've, I don't know. It's not that this project burned me out even it's, it's just, I think I have a hard time, um, getting people on board with the creative vision and maybe it's that I'm not good at explaining it, but even like with this project, it's, it was really hard to explain and if someone's spending their money on it, they want to know exactly what it's going to turn into. And I think a lot of the concepts I come up with are slightly too abstract to explain correctly. Mm. Um, So I've kind of gotten burnt out on that lately. Um, But I'm, I'm trying to refocus and and do more narrative stuff, which I know everyone wants to do more of, but uh, I think I've kind of lost track of that and need to get back to it.
0: I think that's great. I think that switching over and being able to bounce back and forth allows you to, to grow in different areas and stretch different muscles, so that's that's really awesome. Is there a way that people can follow and see more of your work, uh, more of the stuff that you release in the upcoming uh, months and years?
1: Uh, yes. So I basically I have a website. It's DawsonTaylor.org. Uh, I thought it'd be funny to get a .org website. It's not that funny. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I didn't even know it was possible. Uh, but DawsonTaylor.com is taken. Shout out to Dawson Taylor Coffee Roasters.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You can't can't compete with that.
1: I mean I have their email. I have Dawson at gmail.com, And th- that's their website. But I have the dot org, so it's all very confusing. A lot of emails misplaced.
0: <laughs> You're getting coffee orders, they're getting filmmaker inquiries. Yeah, it's just it's once a-, a month
1: I get a coffee roaster question of some kind to my email. Oh that's that's
0: funny. Well uh, great. Yeah,
1: that or or Instagram, but uh, which is uh D-R-T-A-Y-L-O-R three five. Um, I am off Instagram at the moment. Taking a, taking a break, but I'll, I'll be back at some point.
0: All right. right, we'll, we'll make sure to follow you there. Dawson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was great talking to you.
1: Absolutely. It was great talking to you.
0: And thank you for listening. For more information on Nifty 2019, the talented youth, and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram at NiftyFilm. For more podcasts from Party Fish Media, search Party Fish Media wherever you listen to podcasts or follow us on social media at Party Fish Media. Party
1: Fish media.